It's a clue. These twins stand resolute. Let's see. Resolute twins. Resolute. Resolute. And then twins. Siamese twins. Siam. Trade routes between France and Thailand. <laughs> That's ridiculous. HMS Resolute. A British ship that got lost in the Arctic in the 1800s. It was salvaged by American whalers. Then Congress sent it back to England. When the ship was finally retired, Queen Victoria had two desks made from its timbers. Voila, Resolute Twins. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. So on this episode of Against All Oddities, we'll be talking about New Year's resolutions. The intro that you just heard was from the movie National Treasure. It was a bit of a stretch to use for this episode, but we've been dying to sample that movie for a long time, and I saw a window. Uh, obviously, we'll thoroughly cover the cultural oddity that is the New Year's resolution, but this episode is so much more than that. We talk about systems of motivation, death, Cheddar Brats, Edgar Casey, Tony Robbins, The Source Family, and we even get into the subject of goth ska. We have it all, so make a resolute attempt at listening to this episode of Against All Oddity. You you literally have food seasons. It's yeah. like because you have uh like January where you hit your reset button and you're yeah. motivated to like exercise and eat healthy and not drink as much alcohol and do whatever. And then that lasts until March, March or April. And then you have a springtime where you're just casual. Batting. No, you, you like well, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's, it's no, no, because you drift in, in and out of it. Yeah, that's yeah, why spring. like out of, out of 10 you're like a two out of 10 on the bad food and alcohol two to two to four for march into the summer summer <laughs> is when it starts to slip you've crested your healthiness <laughs> you're like hey you want to go camping the top of the health yeah. mountain yeah it's yeah, either or for camping. me it's the dial is either 10 or zero i know but <laughs> no. see but what happens with the camping is as soon as you drink your first 9 a.m beer <laughs> It's, it's, it's done. You're, You're on to the new blink. Well, so one, camping beers are not like they don't count. putting out to drink beers. And, and so let's start. Before, well, you can only pick so many cans of drinks into the woods. Yeah, well, no, I can't. I can oh, get can a 30 a pack of Bush Light. And <laughs> That's that what a pickup truck is for. Yeah, the 30 pack of Bush Light. I could I could drink that on a camping trip because one, it's, it's like three and a half percent alcohol. And two, it's like water. I'm like Chris flushing the kidneys out <laughs> yeah. and all of the toxins that I'm putting in from eating cheddarwurst, like a whole <laughs> package of cheddarwurst. And then the, you, you flush it down. You have to flush the toxins out, you know, with some bush light or whatever. And then, you know, you don't, you're not hungover. You just kind of feel spent by the, by the end of the camping trip. <laughs> the remember... antidote to your cheddarwurst poison is more poison, <laughs> but in was... the form of I... a bush light. My bachelor party, which was just a camping trip with the guys on Travis's farm, mm-hmm. uh, Vince and Eli were there, and they rode together. And I remember I still had a couple of cheddarwurst left, and I was like going to cook one or something. And I don't know. They're like, "That's disgusting. I can't even look at that. I'm so hungover." <laughs> and they're like waving, and they're buying, and I tossed a cheddarwurst, <laughs> and it landed on the windshield. <laughs> And then Vince hit the windshield wiper button, and it's and it like smeared the cheddarwurst over the windshield. And then Eli immediately opened the car door and barfed out of it. Oh, it sucks! I was there for that. I so good. That. Yeah, it was so disgusting. Yeah, oh. but what happens is you do that burnout, like Benjamin Purge. I will. I will not heat. I have not eaten. The last time I ate a cheddar worst was probably like a couple of years, whenever the last camping trip was. 
So that was actually a good, a good intro. Yeah, that was a, a good, good intro, intro for our listeners who don't know already. We're obviously seasonally specific and talking about New Year's resolutions <laughs> because as the great wheel turns, so do we from <laughs> <laughs> hedonism into our trying to reclaim our higher selves uh, every January. Uh, uh, I feel great right now. Um, and like I said, it was delayed because of uh, the Roanoke trip and then the power outage. So I'll extend it yeah. to February a little bit, but I usually it's January. My, yeah. Well, well, I mean, oh, I have to, looking I have forward, to, I have to go, I have to go a week into uh, February, but usually I, I'm good until around my birthday, you know, mm -hmm. and then it starts to, which is March Slippery. 15th. And then that starts like, that's when it, the tinge where I'm like, you know what? I will, uh, I will eat uh, some of those. I will buy a keg for myself. Guinness is not a light beer. It's just lower calorie than. Yeah, than... It, it's, it's only got 125 calories per serving. And then the, uh, you know, then I, I start getting the cheese. My, I, like my diet, I, cheese is my water. water. Chris has water. I have cheese. Like I, I cannot think of a meal that isn't better with cheese on it. So if if you give me like enough cheese and beer, like I'd be happy. That's like my apocalypse yeah. ration. You just need to crush some multivitamins into the cheese, and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. you could live off of it. So uh, brass tacks. What is what is the resolutions? What are you guys? What are you guys up to? What's the how are you resetting? Oh, uh, we maybe we should clarify. I've noticed one thing that we don't ever do. Mm -hmm. A lot of things. There's a lot of things we don't do. One thing we don't for sure is introductions. They. <laughs> oh, you introducing ourselves. Yeah, we never oh, yeah. do that. We should do that. Because nobody knows podcast. who's talking. It's just three strangers talking every time with no names affiliated with it. Well, that's okay. part of the mystery. I know. We have nothing but our mis mis mystique. Uh, I. Oh, how would we introduce ourselves? Though? You I, say your name and one interesting fact about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, so. I'm Nate. I'm working on my golf game. I got a kid in college. <laughs> yeah, I'm Chris. I'm also working on my golf game. Got a kid in college. I like khakis and blue polo shirts. White sneakers. White sneakers. My name's Tim. I got to go upstairs and check on a kid that might have a tick on their neck. <laughs> 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 I'll be back in a minute. Uh-huh. Then I remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. And paranormal insurance from Telfew.com. If you have a ghost, the only way to defeat that is with heart, faith, and steel. In the end, there can be only one paranormal insurance company. Telfew.com. So, like, we're talking about resolutions, and I think let's okay. brass tacks. We're just going to each kind of talk about what our choices are for resolutions, and we're going to talk about that a little bit further. But, Nate, what are you doing to reset? So, through diet, exercise, and meditation are always my same three things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the exercise is pretty good. So, I'm not doing P90X. I'm doing some other stupid one, one of their programs. But it's... Um, uh, beach body programs or whatever but i actually enjoy them they're terrible but the, whatever whatever it works for it me syncs up. yeah i can't can't go to the gym with omicron right now right so yeah right it works and then for diet i drastically reduce calories and all of my intakes and anything it is weird because i'm not even but hungry. do you change anything you just take less of it uh, uh, i think about it more like okay. like so it, you know i i I make a conscious decision. And then the other part is meditation. And for meditation this year, I'm doing a little something different and uh, found some 80s, a copy of some uh, 80s tapes uh, that are early, early binaural stuff where it mm -hmm. will change the wavelengths. And uh, it's called Hemi something. I can't remember, but the, um, we'll, we'll see how that works. It, that It's not really deep meditation to like relax. It's more like yeah it turns the brain on it, yeah. do you have to wear headphones like how by yes. yeah because like you i use the same ones you're wearing yeah. uh is what i wear and it works great so those are my resolutions i'm usually really good at following through for a month at least january it, yeah yeah it'll start to peter out so what about what about you tim um 
I'm I'm kind of the same. So I have the same lame ones that I do every year is uh eat better, lose weight, don't drink alcohol for January. Um because I go through the same seasonal change that uh you do where I'm like super healthy for three months and then kind of healthy and then it's just like <laughs> then it's a happy then it's, then it's something <laughs> I'm telling November, December, it was a free for all. Like uh, yeah, it's and, just uh, swallowing living animals. Everywhere. It's even worse because I have like two small kids, and so I was eating Halloween candy starting in like uh august and kind of the beginning isn't it isn't october kind of like definitely halloween candy and you that first week of october rolls into uh thanksgiving and then it's just done because thanksgiving is an excuse for me to like smoke turkeys and make gravy for everything and it's also hunting season i end up with uh like 20 pounds of deer burger that uh people give you uh, yeah i just have a bunch of deer meat i made uh, venison chili it was amazing i'd never made it before and and then christmas you cook all the same stuff and then new year's a bunch of alcohol or whatever um but this year i like nate sent me when i mean i guess we'll talk about motivation later but trying trying to stay motivated to turn these into um habits and not just like temporary band-aids on Mm -hmm. the horribleness i'm doing to my body all the time (laughs) yeah Uh, so my the p90x stuff too i bought the dvds from like 2009 or whatever off of ebay and one of them doesn't work but the rest of them do so for chest and back which is the hardest one i have to pull it up on my laptop on some like korean i think that's the universe saying (laughs) (laughs) i did it once and it had been like a year since I did any sort of exercise and I went to work and I didn't realize how sore I was until I went to put on my jacket and I couldn't, I couldn't lift <laughs> my hands above, like in between my, I don't know, around my belly button or whatever. So like, I couldn't put my collar down on my shirt and I couldn't put the sleeves into like my jacket or anything. <laughs> and my, my arms were like locked in a 90 degree angle. Like I couldn't bend them more than that. So it worked. Like it was interesting walking around. I was like, ah, Ah, man, I'm like, <laughs> like just to write something or like typing was really painful and somebody like what are you doing it was like had a tear coming down i was like I'm just write some notes so it just i need to do it more um i don't drink for january and then uh the basic stuff the not fun stuff is like maybe it is fun it's all fun i've gotten really into indoor <laughs> gardening and i chose historical plants more than nice. like fun ones yeah specifically i really want to try to get a mandrake to grow yes like rota herb and then some indoor vegetables like the cool stuff like these purple tomatoes and peppers and if people aren't familiar with mandrake it is a very interesting plant it is kind of like an american ginseng more or less it has some interesting regulations as far as growing and um um harvesting but uh, the, the lore behind it's like incredible though. it's so cool it's like it's it's part of the poison path which is a series of plants that are poisonous uh well that's not what it is but that tender people who are interested in that subject are interested in several plants one of them being mandrake because of the lore the lore is so good surrounding that plant um yeah for our listening audience that might you might recall the scene from pan's labyrinth where they put the root under the bed in the dish of milk creepy uh, crazy awesome movie. that is a man that is a good movie yeah but the uh like people used to carry it on their belt to keep demons away and so it did have this like uh protection thing behind it also there is a plant called woman drake which wasn't as cool with the lore that that far but it was cool because then it was like ireland or scotland or something it was essentially a bar contest whoever brought in the most womanly root one and they would <laughs> hang that root up like behind the bar because it looked God. like a uh, figure eight or whatever i'm also uh growing rowan trees also known as mountain ash they're awesome yep. i was gonna give you guys some seedlings if i get them to grow yeah so the uh the plant stuff is fun and then so the plant it- stuff that's like but but that's interesting because it's not physical which is something i wanted to talk about like the different areas of one's life that you can try to approve upon and so I like mm. that that one's not like earthy. Like it's not, I'm trying to not be out of shape. <laughs> like that's like mental health. 
yeah and it's all i'm doing it indoors and um <laughs> uh, against all oddities t-shirt design i think that'd be cool to do within the year yeah uh yeah. i want to bank some money and then jack <laughs> evelyn alicia like trying to make sure we're making progress as a family i had thought i had a like a stupid well the thing. way okay so my my conceptual theory behind it is i mean and it's not even something i'm doing but i was thinking about because i'm i'm also doing like diet exercise stuff but the way you can kind of divide up your life like the different categories um that's where the whole pentagram and the fifth element that kind of thing like the movie uh you know the earth air water and fire so that's a way of dividing up one's life the fifth element being spirit or mia jo- jovovich love <laughs> mia jovovich is the fifth she element is the fifth element yeah which they kind of passed off as sex but it's really supposed to be like some kind of like spiritual attribute but earth always traditionally connected to the body so that's one aspect like and you can see this you can divide people up this way people who are super focused on one aspect of their life and the the goal is to be balanced so earth is like body uh fire is like art like a passion project something fun water is like emotional stability and balance uh and air is intellect so like learning a new language or some something that like you're improving upon your brain spirit being something like meditation perhaps every year i'm like well i gotta i gotta lose the weight i gained i gotta get in shape because i'm out of shape and you need to be in shape to survive and i'm in my 40s you know but like am i am i messing up right like is there some other aspect that i'm neglecting or am i so well-rounded in the other categories that all i have left is the pure mortal flesh that, that <laughs> you aced you the- I mean, yeah, i've aced everything else like i'm so smart and i'm so like emotionally balanced <laughs> that all i have is this this monkey meat that hangs on the body that i have to approve right. of. no so the idea is that like obviously we should you should always try to like in one reason why maybe i have trouble in like sticking with an exerciser or diet program is because of an imbalance on the other side of that wheel like that that pentagram five sure that goes into motivation but before before we get there my final my fun one like yeah your fun is practice astral projecting yes that's a great one like that i got i gave you the tools you did yeah. and i'm tight i'm reading chris i started reading that book yeah i thought you'd like that that's why i got picked I, that one i feel like the guy isn't a great writer like he has no. great concepts and he's I good at it like, the book itself i think he's a like, comic book artist i mean sorry, the illustrations are really good in it yeah their illustrations are great and i like the whole concept and, and what he's saying but it's written on a seventh grade level maybe it, it definitely designed towards <laughs> i think teenagers and maybe mm-hmm. 20 years old at the max but so what book is this tim what's it called i forgot the, the mentalist handbook, I the mentalist handbook. <laughs> so i just this because tim, tim was interested in astral projecting and i was trying to go through my like occult library and i was like oh the mentalist handbook what's great about that one is it's, it's uh has a lot of good drawings in it but it's very like matter of fact okay you want to get into astral projection here's what you do every night and here's the type of people you're going to interact with. here's the things that are out there and here's cool pictures of them you know go have fun it's it, i think it's designed for a younger audience who's like getting their mind blowing blown while as your mind is old and well <laughs> it's like a balloon it's like when you blow up a balloon like 20 times and now it's like ugh. or just like my like yeah, it does not saggy take, brain balloon it does not take much for me to like for you to be like your world is blown i was like yeah yeah i mean nothing really exists no but it's just cool <laughs> it's cool because you're right it's like a it's a stepwise progress like it's uh, not but... a great book i don't i that's one reason why i could get rid of it it's what's like, the I'm title not, of this book i told you it was called the mentalist handbook mm. it's all right it's like a ten dollar book it's he's a nice guy i think i think he, the author's done a couple other things he did this thing for kids called the the museum of lost wonder i believe and it's kind of a primer for like eight-year-old kids to get into magic in a real sort of way in a not harry potter sort of way like resolutions are an oddity i think i should say my resolutions also before we talk about them yeah 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 because mine aren't even that impressive like i my resolutions are not 
impressive. I my goal for this year, as far as resolutions go, is to be so banal that I might actually stick with it. So instead of like less severe, so I am just drink. I'm like I'm not. I'm allowing myself to drink in January. I'm only drinking on the weekends though. I can only drink two nights a week, and um, I limit portions. And I my big one is I gave up cheese except if I'm with at someone's house, like I'll eat a pizza. You're a social cheeser. I'm a, well, I, so when I was living by myself, (laughs) I think I'm a social cheeser because I lost a lot of weight a couple of years ago and it, it wasn't that hard. Like I cut, like I lost like 40 pounds. I was down to stuff like from cheese. How much cheese were you eating from not a lot of cheese from not eating cheese? I know, but how much were you eating to lose 40 pounds when you quit? I I mean, I eat a half a pound of cheese a day. I'm allergic to milk fat is the thing. And I think my body just does not like it. And it's also the drinking, by the way, that's probably the bulk of it. You, you, you only drink twice a week. It cheese drinking. And then there's drinking predates like, leads to more cheesing yes i was listening to uh uh, our hidden brain or whatever the the npr show podcasting they had a great thing on habits Mm. and why we are terrible at new year's resolutions and it's the gist of it's always the same is Mm -hmm. it's you have two ways to exercise two ways to do anything and ella says i'm like the most unhealthy person (laughs) on the planet for it it but because of like so there's it, like extremes or yeah well no it's willpower versus habit oh. and the whole hidden brain episode is you ever you ever know anybody and their example was the guy from parks and rec uh, rob lowe's character who's mm-hmm. like oh i'm gonna go run a 10k always happy always up always eating super healthy and running and it's like how do they do that or have that much energy it's a it's, it's a gradual ha- habit thing and you get to a point and if it's a habit of like you open the fridge you don't see the piece of chocolate cake you like say oh i like apples and you grab the apple yeah. the, that cake must be for kids or something i would make but, apple pie and then <laughs> yeah and then dip or just dip Six each sticks one of butter on <laughs> like, it. i just, I just use the apple slice and says cake dippers well i like that everything's you're, you're a dip picturing, in our family anyway. you're picturing dipping in an icing but i like that no, idea no, cake. Cake, getting some of that cake no, like a whole cake. birthday cake yeah no you just dip <laughs> it and pull out a skirt cake dippers <laughs> cake oh my dipper. god that's Man, a billion dollar idea so many ideas that people could just pluck like an apple right from the tree cake and then dipper. dip it into a cake <laughs> yeah sir isaac Newton was eating a piece of cake under a tree and an apple yeah, if right that apple it. had hit his cake he would have invented both the theory of gravity and apple dippers. Dippers. you got cake on my apple you got <laughs> apple on my cake <laughs> this um, is kind of gross fast forward 200 years um uh the point though is willpower only gets you so far so if you're like if you don't really want to do something but you wake up i'm gonna do this or else which is kind of like me running like yeah exactly like when i'm i'm running at first and i really got into jogging and i enjoyed it but at for preparing for the spartan race that we signed up for tim but uh in doing that it was like at first i was listening to like metal and I was like, do it, go, you idiot, off the rocks. You are dying, go. You piece of crap. You know, and then later I was listening to like poppy music and like hopping up the hill or whatever. And that's the weird switch when it goes from willpower, willpower to habit. But if you really don't want to do something, it's taking a 100% willpower, you're eventually going to lose. But if you yes, can make always, small changes. You're always going to lose. All, but if you make small changes and it's something you like, like if you... If it's like super hard for you to get to the gym, you're never gonna go to the gym. So you have yeah. to do do like little things to get you there. Like, although the, I can't go cold cheese turkey though. Well, I feel like there's a there's a separation between resolutions and motivation. Uh, yes. Because yeah. to me, a resolution, which the, this is our oddity, because it is weird that we do this on a specific day. Culturally, we all do nothing, this, but it's like worldwide. And the way I see it is, uh, it's a list. And I really like making lists. So uh, at the start of the year, you make your resolutions, you make your list of stuff that you'd like to do beyond surviving, beyond paying the bills, beyond, you know, being a part of the family. That's like your core. 
uh, like the stuff like the P90 and be a healthy part of the family or, you know, uh, it's like survival though, save money, uh, beyond what it takes to take to pay the bills or, you know, uh, astral project to Mars or whatever. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or grow a garden. So that's a list and it's not a must. It's let's see how much of this you can get personal growth before, before next year, how much can you get checked off? And so Nate, sent me a link actually to the Tony Robbins video and every like Tony Robbins kind of you want to think he's a douchebag in this weird pop culture giant of a man that's just like oh Tony Robbins is and he claps weird he claps like this really weird (laughs) yeah with his fingers spread away from each other yeah yeah so weird but he says good shit and I think that's why businesses hire him it's how he makes so much money is because he 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 just comes out and says i'm successful because i've created rituals that lead to progress yeah and he sticks to those rituals and so you can say habits but you can also call them Same rituals thing. yeah yeah Same um thing. it's because i feel like a habit you can do instinctually but a ritual you have to make a conscious smoking's a bad habit like. <laughs> a ritual well i guess yeah. like sacrificing tobaccos right and what yeah, you're saying well, about like <laughs> you create your rituals of a healthy lifestyle but if meredith says let's get some pizza that's not failure it doesn't mean you quit your yeah. de-cheesing it just means you find yeah. a new way to do it and you you, you start or you're just recognizing day. like why do you want to get healthy and for me it's like i'm old and i'm I, I will die i'm comfortable dying like that's not a problem but i would like to do it with less pain <laughs> and <Right>. suffering <laughs> like like Just like fast. i'd rather like not be i'd like to be able to put my own socks on in like 10 years that's you know? a big part of it like mobility yeah. or just general health because yeah. you could live still live to be a hundred and you know have a, be terribly out of shape or whatever but there gets to a point like oh hey <clears throat> let's go up those stairs no i move it <laughs> yeah no thanks there is a so at the hospital i there is a 104 year old so i asked them i I said i bet everybody asks you what your secret is and they're like yeah like that one talks every day that's the (laughs) question i get and rather than asking the question which this person thought i did i was like so do you ever just mess with them and say i eat two handfuls of red gummy bears every day it has to be red gummy bears <laughs> i'm 104 and i feel great <laughs> or whatever um but they're like no um i just i tell people it's a lot of f's it's good food it's good friends it's good faith and it's a lot of good uh family time I was like, <laughs> you weren't gonna say family time you just don't know me well enough to but like follow through with that joke <laughs> good for her but anyway i bring them up because um they're being admitted and and the the doctor was like well you know you could die and she didn't even blink didn't look away just stared at him and was like so everyone i've ever known is like like 30 years ago everyone everyone i ever knew died before you were born (laughs) right there is uh (laughs) i welcome death every second of the day (laughs) i was like there's there's so much you can do to shorten my life but there's nothing you can do to make me live longer right now (laughs) i don't know (laughs) what are we doing (laughs) <laughs> the, the the fuel's been on e and we've been going down the highway for like yeah. a half an hour right but i mean they had to come in they spent two days and they went home fit as a fiddle for 104 nice so yeah that'd be cool to get to that point but i think uh maintaining well, function as quality is the thing so i found out a yeah. big a big thing that we did that was an eye-opener to me is all three of us jumped out of an airplane with our father at some point and surprising to me I didn't bother me at all. I could care less. I was like, it was this really mm-hmm. like, I have, like, I felt no sense of fear. I was falling. It's like, oh yeah, this all makes sense. In fact, it was alarming how casual the whole experience was because I don't think my heart even elevated Whoops. until we were about 50 feet from the ground. And I was like, well, now we're just talking about pain. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> like okay the, the idea of like pain. falling abstractly to the planet 20,000 feet at like per second per second per second 
it really didn't bother me. I, I can like, tell well, you why that is. Could, I, can, I can tell I'll, you exactly why that is. It's abstract. And I was like, you know what? I'll liquefy. I'm fine. But as soon as that parachute opened, and as soon as we kind of got to a point, where it was like, well, now I'm just going to be like a quadriplegic for the rest of my life. Now it's, I'm scared. It's a, it's, it's more deep seated than that. And I can't explain all of it, but uh, uh, my friend that I work with uh, jumps out of airplanes for the army and the army yeah. reserves. Um, and he said doing his jump training, they, they did all these studies about the fear of heights. And it's not even if you, you have a phobia, it's just the heights bother you mm-hmm. to 34 feet. And they measured it. They got it out. They, mm, I can believe it. It's I hate ladders. Feet. I hate ladders. Beyond hate 34 them. feet, you're like, fuck it. It's abstract. I mean, this isn't height anymore. Like, yeah, have you it's... ever been scared looking out of a window on a commercial airplane? Like, no, yeah. because that's an abstract concept. Down so, there. Yeah, when the army, they do all their jump training, they do it right at 34 feet. So you maintain that fear and you get used to jumping when you're scared. Well, or yeah, like training uh, smart. at the scare that's height. smart that's a type of conditioning so we're also trying to condition ourselves with this i have tons of fears but splatting from out of an airplane this isn't currently one i don't think that's a bad way to go it's just you're done yeah yeah get it, that's you're, you're and you know it's gonna happen too like your heart would right. be might be going into cardiac arrest or Sleep's you're not, not even there because you're like all right I, this is it and you bloop, you just astral project to saturn for one last shenanigan maybe know? adult though maybe i don't know like some, the, the solar part, body like the, man like what was that brain do you ever see that movie the source it's a documentary about the source family which is a cult in the california it's kind of an amazing documentary you should watch it but it's like a typical kind of cult in the 60s they were they were kind of ran that restaurant called the source that was in like a woody allen movie and other things they you know it's a they were like vegans they were like this like free love community in california but they had this one leader named like he had a funny name like uh i forget he had like changed his name and uh and he ran the source family and like was over the top and at one point they gather their members and they moved to hawaii and like they're trying to start a commune there and but anyway he had a vision that he needed to jump off a cliff in a hang glider and they're like but you don't know how to do it and he was like doesn't matter and he does he just jumped off and they're like it was kind of incredible because he just straight down and then (laughs) like totally didn't know what he was doing pulled up and there was this glorious moment of ascension and like he figured out and then he wrecked and died nice but uh slowly and painfully they like and they're recording the whole thing so it's all like on tape and they like run to his body with the audio recorder and they're like what can we do for you and he's like transmute the pain (laughs) (laughs) good answer like yeah (laughs) like a day later and the whole their whole the thing pain. was like which i was like this is a good answer all <laughs> i know because like, if you're the one checking on them you're like did you did you bring trans- the transmuter like and they're gonna transmute this i know like, what that means right but now. do you know what that means yeah do you transmute it through like <clears throat> cult like energy but so but anyway so he died and they were like well he needed to like ascend and like the day he died is this there this is their story i'm not saying it like i believe it but the moment he died was in hawaii at the same time they discovered uh which is actually kind of rare uh through the observatory there in hawaii they discovered the appearance of a new star that happened at the same time Uh, and so their mythos is that he like achieved like a solar like vessel through his like by wrecking a hang icarus through through trans transitioning through like the act of like separating from yourself consciously while you're about to die kind of but uh i don't know i Mm. i'm not saying i believe that i'm just saying what a good that's a good story (laughs) that's a good story and you should uh i mean i like the idea and you can tell that story to yourself when you're fell out of a window like 30 stories up and around story three you're like all right i'm gonna jump <laughs> i'm gonna quantum leap out of here you know like that's the but if that's it the, has to be during pain you have less than a half a millisecond to be like do you know the uh there's a famous psychic named uh casey c-a-c-e-y first name edgar he's an american clairvoyant uh he actually has the casey foundation is in virginia like the Monroe Institute, Casey right. Foundations of Virginia Beach. Oh, so it's spelled weird. 
Yeah, C-A-C-Y-E. Uh, so he was a illiterate farm boy from like Kentucky at some point. And uh, he had a near-death experience with an explosion as a boy and he was supposed to die, but, but he uh, transcended and he's the one who came up the Akashic records and stuff like he ascended out of his body and was told how to basically reference other people's like Akashic records so that he could heal them came back and healed himself and his whole thing was as again he would go as a healer a physical healer like a doctor like he didn't work psychically he would go in and like lay hands on people so he'd go in and be like your spleen's about to explode and they'd be like oh crap he is and then they rush him off we'll go and it's like you need to eat iron what's happening you know and so he would diagnose problems with no medical background just because he would enter a trance go into a different plane and then access that person's records right you would see the, see auras and yeah so anyway his thing what he was told was when he was doing kind of past life regression like sessions where he was trying to understand what was going on more that at one point this power came to him in a previous life when he was wounded on a battlefield and he was wounded quite badly and left for dead but he survived for four days on this battlefield this is what he was told via this like sentience that he was interacting with that while he was dying in horrible unimaginable pain for four days that he learned how to kind of access other planes of consciousness and as a, just a, a vehicle for escape. And then when he was maybe reincarnated, he maintained that ability. So as soon as he was as a child injured severely, his like instinctually, he knew how to like poop access out of there. And like, because he wasn't mortally wounded, he was only, I think he was blind in one eye, lost hearing. He was able to come back and like with it brought like the medical skill set that he healed himself through ziggy how do i fix my eye yeah it's kind of very cool but anyway uh very interesting person edgar casey he has a whole foundation foundation that he started and he he traveled this the country and healing people never charged a penny for anyone never tried he's like i'm not allowed to, I, I can't charge so he was always poor uh people were trying to make him famous and he was like that's not what this is about uh, so he's a really interesting guy uh but that's did that, over twenty four thousand readings yeah uh and there he has a lot of records uh, where he had the foundation thousand records did he yeah burn? oh he this was he's, we're talking, a long time ago we're talking about the turn of the century like he died oh, in the 20s oh, uh oh gotcha uh so anyway uh that's what i was saying like you never know what's going to happen when you're like that you know well, <clears throat> let's take. We're, we're off topic. We're off topic. Let's bring Sorry. it back to a positive note because, and I, I think you you have the whole renewal and everything, and even like the Yule log and, and all of that stuff. Like it, it's kind of like the turning, the turning the of the wheel. Yeah. Like I forgot, although I, I haven't watched the show, but the uh, the wheel of time was. Pretty, oh, the show is so bad. The, the I like the um, the beginning of the books or some part in the towards the big. They're like in age becomes legend and legend becomes something else and then you know it's, it's pretty fun but the the whole year you know you you cranked around we're a new year and i think that's why people are it, it's again a, like you were saying tim a ritual or a habit or whatever if for me i always want something set up like well i can't do this because i need these three things in place before i can do it there's yeah. all kinds of ways i'm the best procrastinator in the world and but at mm -hmm. this point i've made it a habit at the beginning of the year to get healthier like get back on because what would happen if you didn't that's oh, could you imagine like it doesn't like if you don't oh. re like yeah and that's the other thing is now that i feel like i can say this because i'm a little older being that i feel like once you're in your 40s you look at things differently like as far as yeah. your body because it's the first time that you really have to like put a lot of effort in things are starting to like break yeah. down on you yeah and yeah. that you have to put effort in not to get better at something but to keep from getting worse right? there's a path right. that splits too i think at yeah. 40 yeah. is the 40 is the date that you go on a, a path like this and there's yeah. two paths and it's either you're going the healthy like moderate lifestyle yeah. and to the or you do this like, you can, <laughs> i say that because you can crazy. blink and five crazy. years will go by like nothing yeah like, long five years, years. Is, so if you're like 
oh, and you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off. Next thing you know, like five years is a lot to undo. I'm but, 70 years old and 700 pounds. Yeah, I mean, or God, if you make it that long, I mean, yeah. So anyway, you that's have to a check big it. Thing, a big thing. That's why I like seeing resolutions as a list at the beginning of each year to try to see how much, because it's not about accomplishing certain things. It's about continually making progress and stepping in the right direction. Yep. And if, if pushing forward as you progress in your life and progress and not just becoming a better person, but like better means healthier or main, maintaining or not worsening, like you said, as you get older, it's not just pushing to be better. The, the how hard you have to push it becomes much, much more like yes, uh, laborious. And it's like also it's funny to talk about this because I would say like we're all talking about oh we gotta lose weight, we gotta like exercise. I guarantee you, all three of us are not talking about it from a point of vanity. It's like a point of like pure <laughs> functionality. It's like well I have to work to support my family. <laughs> like I have yeah. to maintain enough energy that I can like survive my job or like if we're put in a situation where there is the world is less stable you know like i have to be in a position where i'm just not like a completely useless so i i here's a question chris on that mm -hmm. and, and that is so it, i've been thinking throughout this call that you know this is what really separates us from the animals in that we're always trying to approve New Year's resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> Separated slightly above the second the wolves start making resolutions. We're really yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we are screwed. If wolves <laughs> the bear bear oh wakes up a month early, it's like, all right, this is you my year. Like, you see like three or no hibernation this year. I'm gonna speak <laughs> yeah. English. I'm staying up. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. learn how to start this truck. But the um <laughs> but, but or, or is it worse because the whole thing all the because i list meditation <laughs> on the thing but the whole thing is like <clears throat> be in the now be in the now because humans are always living in the mentally like mm -hmm. not many people aren't living in the present like you're too worried about like i need to save enough money for something and you never spend it and then you die type of thing. But it's other things in your life too that you're doing that. You know, you're you're missing the best part of your life because you're either living in bad things that happened in the past. Yeah, like traumas worried, behind you. Or, or traumas about, in the future. Because yeah, what, yeah. like you spend your whole, oh, I'm worried about this. Oh, I'm spending my whole life worried. It might as well have happened to you. Um, yeah. And that's another thing with New Year's, you know, you're putting last year behind, all right, what didn't work, work. And you know, let's, let's move ahead. But is it better? Like it, it, because like, take my dog, any of my past dogs outside of Andy, <laughs> like who <laughs> is always he was Andy doesn't conniving. Count. He doesn't count. <laughs> but like Ozzy right now, the, the border collie, he's thinking very, not very far in the future. It's kind of no. more like immediate. My creature comforts now I'm tired. I'll sleep. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. I heard something. I'm going to bark. You know, it's kind of, it's very reactionary, but what is living in the now and meditation, I guess, Chris, and is that, or is that really, are we trying to descend back to an animal type of thinking uh, uh, to clear the head? Or is it that we need to do just be better not an animal? Not, that's it, it's I, a higher level of thinking. Uh, yeah, it's higher. Yeah. I, but I think it's, I think I know where you're going with that, but I think it's actually something closer to related. I think there's a lot of future in, in that. Because it's, it is, yes, obviously, and it obviously we're also generalizing meditation because there's like the difference between Hindu aspects of Hindu meditation versus not like go to there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, but, but I just mean like the, the strategy, like there's the idea yeah. of nothingness. That's a focus, well, on nothing. focus on your breath. Yeah. Like the where, where the whole idea is removal like removing everything, including yourself. So the whole idea is like non-duality or like, it's not me in a world of other thing that you've just like almost in a nihilistic way, nothing matters, nothing exists, turn everything off. And that's a very Zen Buddha, this while meditation, while there's other meditation, uh, like prayana, I'm probably saying the words wrong, but like the other types of meditation where you're, it's like what Mantric. you're doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, tantric stuff. And like, like uh, the stuff that you're doing, meditating with the bitonal stuff, that's not a removal stuff, it's an act of, yeah. Which that's the kind of meditation I'm drawn to. We should, towards. we'll all listen to this, these tapes and have a special episode. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. 
So uh, I wanted to bring up Alan Watts because I think there's two types of motivation because I can't always find it in myself or from immediate people. And like Nate shared Tony Robbins. He says a lot of cool stuff about sticking to a ritual and a mantra and making habits and progress and moving forward. Alan Watts I go to when I feel like the 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 earth is doomed and everything's horrible. And it's it not in, like in fact is in a way. It is, but if you get into this like existential dread, it's it could be pretty dark at times, but he for whatever reason could pull me out of it. And I don't like reading him as much as I like listening to him because yeah, he he's sounds got just very, like our grandfather. Yeah, or he's got like a Captain Kurt uh not Captain Kurt, like a Picard kind of vibe. Like, yeah. Just yeah. like a cadence of an older generation. Like this man wore a suit in the 60s, you know, like he was, he was old as shit if he lived that life. Yeah, he was, he was hanging yeah. out with the hippies, but he was like more so the hippies. Uh, well, that was the thing is he was an Episcopalian minister that took up um, uh, Eastern philosophy, yeah. uh, Zen Buddhism and Hindi. He was like a, a new alchemist, right? Like he like... Uh, and he uh, brought it here. He helped streamline the whole. Uh, but he was like, like at Berkeley movement. and stuff in the sixties and seventies, talking right. to like <laughs> crowds of like alternative like lifestyle people while wearing like a nineteen fifties suit with a smoking a pipe, like talking about like Eastern like yeah, like uh, that's also, why it's got a cadence and a way of speaking that yeah. could, is very relaxing. I don't. I haven't really listened to his stuff, but he was also big into like the liberation of like sexual freedoms and things i guess sure. well i'm just sure, yeah, not I mean, being taboo about it and just talking about it which he said your kids will learn more from the tv than they will from you because that was in the 50s when they didn't talk yeah. about it. but I, a couple of things that he like really like jumped out that stick with me like the the biggest one is that he, he was talking about like the general like life and stress and everything's horrible and he compared it to jumping in water and if you don't know how to swim and you're just drowning, you try to step on the water and you try to grab it and you try to hold on to it to pull yourself out and you just like, you die. But if you accept the water and you relax and you don't do anything and you just concentrate on your breathing, then you float and you move with it. And so I try to do that at work if I'm getting like stressed out to realize that I'm, I'm trying to hold on to water to pull myself out of the situation, but that's just not going to happen. So you just sort of like... Mm -hmm let it go because it's going to happen anyway so you might as well try to like go Do with it in a relaxed happen, right so if if our listening audience were to get into alan uh watts what would be what would be your rec the, for the starters? easiest way is just to go to youtube and type alan watts and his lectures can go uh in an hour two hours long i would not suggest starting there because people have condensed some of the good stuff down to like five to eight minutes and they put some crappy youtube type title on it like it'll change your life in one click like ugh. I, ugh, click it's horrible crap, like he's know? saying good stuff and it's completely masked <laughs> and he's if, dead so it's not like he's, he's making these decisions so his son mark watts introduces his lectures in a podcast called being in the way alan <laughs> watts being in the way so if you want to listen to him on road trips and stuff it's just hearing his voice and he says a lot of he's uh, cool. cool stuff i i uh I like him. I like Joseph Campbell better. But I like Joseph Campbell too. Yeah, I, yeah. But that's yeah. different. He's not. But they're he's different, not but they're kind of a similar era. The same different flavors of. Philosophy. Yeah, he would be the Joseph Campbell would be the, the young kid, uh, you know, that was only like thirty in the fifties. Yeah, he died in the eighties. <laughs> like Joseph yeah, Campbell but died he was in like eighty-seven yeah. as an older person. So he's he's not far off from Alan Watts. He brought up the Japanese Yugen, which apparently there's no English translation for it. But the whole thought of it is like, if you live on one side of the mountain, you're seeing the top of the mountain and wondering and imagining what's on the other side, but never pursuing it. Because if you pursue it, it destroys the Yugen. But if you just imagine what's on the other side, and that applies to... Uh, mm to everything like if you just think about what's in florida and you don't ever go to florida disney world without watching tv i guess google that was a bad example bad example <laughs> the disney plus i just looked at the icon but just wondering what's on the other side and never going there and being completely satisfied that you the the wondering well <clears throat> is more of an experience 
than the than thing the itself. Physically going. Okay, so here's a. This is a. I I don't know if I've talked about this before. I like bringing this up a lot. I I was when I had I had to do a commencement speech once, and I based it all on this. But the American writer uh, Samuel Clemens, aka Mark Twain, uh, he came up with this concept called the pilot's dilemma. P I L O T, like an airplane pilot, but he's referring to a steamboat. Because before the Civil War, before he was a famous writer, he was a steamboat captain. He was like a teenager. On the Mississippi River, he drove a steamboat. And he describes this thing. It stopped during the Civil War because I couldn't do that. And he became a writer. But he describes this kind of um, the pilot's dilemma, which is essentially uh, um, a paradox, which is the thing that you're that you are drawn to when you pursue it, it... Um, it's no longer romantic. So what he compares it to is the Mississippi River. It's majestic. It's beautiful. It's huge. And he loved it. It was like, I want to know the river. Like, I want to, like, I'm so drawn to the majesty of the Mississippi River, especially back then. There's no TV, you know, there's a lot, you know, this river yeah. is really a lot. Of rivers. Yeah, Sarah rivers, you know, so, <laughs> so what does he do? He, he, he works on a boat. He has to learn how to navigate the river. He learns that like the, the beautiful ripple of light coming around that rock is actually a big rock so you're gonna have to steer <laughs> around it and then like oh well the way the sound changes and so beautiful well that's because there's like all this brush under there and it will damage the boat so to learn the to, to become knowledgeable of it to learn to navigate the river it killed the romance of what the river you know knowing what a, the thing was it's not magic anymore science explains the magic so what who enjoys the mississippi more the pilot of the steamboat or the tourist from out of town who's on the steamboat for it so, so like how do you like navigate being constantly disappointed by, by by learning stuff so like let's say you're interested in like how do you stay motivated i don't know how to link this back to our conversation i want to learn to play guitar this year because I see it and it looks awesome. And then when I actually try to we learn do, it, it's like, it's oh, this hard. sucks to learn the guitar. <laughs> also, like, do I even like the guitar? What am I going to yeah. be a classical guitarist? No. I really, really <laughs> like, like that one solo. <laughs> yeah, like you like the idea of it, you know, yeah. or like the sound of someone who dedicated their life doing it. But like, do you really exactly. want to dedicate your life to like... And the uh, Joseph Campbell's, I like his best, his, my, before we get off these professors, is... Uh, follow your bliss i think that's a good one like and uh that was actually watt said something like that too i think like that the gods put us here to enjoy ourselves and we spend the whole time being miserable you know yeah. so yeah. like why not find find joy in life wherever you yeah. can so that's why it's a balance that's why i'm allowing myself to eat pizza occasionally <laughs> because like drunk. well like i was talking about this, this dry january you just motivated me to get wasted no but you can't enjoy it that's otherwise that's the this. pilot's dilemma there is if you like the fun of and like the taste <laughs> of alcohol if you do it every single day it kind of kills the no, no 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 that's when you keep it spontaneous because one thing that i think i can't remember if we actually did this while camping but we hollowed out a cheddar dog and drank beer through it <laughs> <laughs> good, throw, good throwback to the beginning of the episode oh, it's so gross that's I'm why gonna, that's i'm gonna bar life i'm gonna barf right now you grip it and rip it <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey um so one thing we can ask people is to they can send in their resolutions but one thing whoa whoa uh, whoa is this a riddler How has your resolution negatively impacted somebody else, or how has somebody else's resolution Ooh, combined the resolution? Yeah, yeah incompatible resolutions. Yeah, yes. and it it has to be funny, nothing depressing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, I think anything because let's say you're, yeah, I like that because I'm picturing like my resolution is to learn capoeira. <laughs> it's like, man, it's like my resolution is to divorce that guy. <laughs> Funny tail, funny tail, funny tail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or just like I, I only say that because I had a studio once, and I, God bless Capoeira. <laughs> but they had a studio next door, and the the song that they practiced to <laughs> ours is just drums, and it being like Capoeira, Capoeira. <laughs> 
Hours. <laughs> I was wondering why you hated Capoeira so much. The it. um. <laughs> yeah. So name name two incompatible resolutions that you have witnessed or experienced yourself. Capoeira, uh, one yeah, of them. Can, uh, Meditation and Capoeira, like like spouse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go together. The uh, yeah, you can email yeah. wizard at dorfu.com. D o r f y o u dot com. Tweet it at AAO Podcast. You will get a prize of some sort. Or you'll get a prize. Uh, one thing that you can also do at any point is submit uh, a spooky thing or paranormal thing or any of our old Riddlers. So yeah, we we'll actually, work it we in. Got, we got it. We got a, a winner. A, oh, yeah, net. we got a winner. Well, yeah, net. it's a winner. It's net an old Riddler. I will say that's what it is. It's The Riddlers don't have... Uh, a, expiration a, date. Expiration date. So we had an episode about ghosts many moons ago, and the Riddler was right in your ghost story, and we got one. So it, it's late, but we'll take it. So if you ever have a Riddler for the previous existing episode back in our library, go ahead and submit it because we are thirsty for riddles. All right. Since I just got called out on your podcast, I did forget to tell you my ghost story. When I was 14 i we had my parents had built a house on an old farmland and everybody was gone one night i have no idea where they were my mom used to work late nights my dad traveled i don't know where my sister was but i'm alone in the house and i'm i'm in my bedroom um and so it's an upstairs uh, bedroom i have like a a sink attached to my bedroom like a not a bathroom but like a sink room and i'm kind of like on the floor, but kneeling to do my homework on my bed. And I hear this boom, boom, boom coming up the steps uh, of the house. And I thought initially that it was our cat. We had this 20 pound cat named Rocky. And he was so fat that when he walked, it made loud noises going through the house, especially when he came up the steps. I don't know why, but it did. So I hear a boom, boom, and I go, oh, Rocky, what are you doing? And the cat comes walking out of the sink room that's attached to my bedroom, and I still hear a boom, boom, boom coming up the steps. So I walk to where the steps are, thinking someone's home. I'm staring down the stairs into a pitch black first floor, and nothing's there. No one is there. And I'm still hearing a boom, boom, boom come up the steps Ooh. at me. And at the very top of the stairs, it goes from hardwood steps to carpet and nothing. Once it got right in front of me, nothing. So I'm assuming that the ghost is just walking around on carpet. Um, I think it came from the family graveyard that was 50 feet off of the property line that had... Uh, many different people that had died there. One of them was like a seven-year-old boy that had died from uh, a bicycle accident and the, like the bicycle handle went through his stomach. Um, I don't know why we know that story, but I did see another time I saw uh, a ghost in the basement, like I actually saw a ghost in the basement. Uh, but that one feels more like a dream than reality where I was watching TV, I hear a noise, I look over, and there's a man wearing like full tails tuxedo and a top hat. I, that doesn't feel real, but I have that memory. Uh, those are my ghost stories. I'm sorry it took me so long to get them to you. Uh, I love your podcast. Keep going. Awesome. Thanks. That I yeah uh, I like the top. That's very The Shining. Right. You should Although, be sorry. Is what was gonna, the answer. <laughs> or I think the scariest thing about that ghost story is that he was doing homework while he was alone. <laughs> like, no, I'm just kidding. I that's don't believe it. I don't believe he's it. He's a teacher. That's. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right, no, that's ahead. awesome. I, oh, he's the, a doctor. Also, congrats, Matt. He he uh he is dissertated. He got his PhD. Uh, well doctor Walker cool. just left that message. Um, yeah, I also, I think the awesome. way he described that. Story the uh the footsteps coming up a couple things it kind of sounds like an echo uh sort of deal but also i like that the weight of the ghost is also quiet on a carpet the same as like a kitty cat yeah. would be <laughs> yeah we do have some new, i sent out some new stickers this week uh shout out to some indie podcasts that got them um 
Mike from the Neatcast is getting a package in the Doom Generation podcast, and the Potato Lady, who's going to do a review on us on Twitter pretty soon. Oh, cool. Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz, asshole. Hey, Chris, what was Eric uh, Draven's um, band's name? Oh, good question. It was... It was so good. It was such a goth. I mean, that was their hit. The hit single off that album was "It Can't Rain All the Time." But right. What, but what was the band's? I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, Hangman's like joke. Hang, hangman's uh, joke. All right. Uh, I wonder if they, that man's, that's how you know they were a thinking man's goth band. How are we gonna wrap this episode up? Oh wait, was Hangman's Joke a ska band? Is that what you just said? No. I, I said it's a thinking man's goth band. <laughs> no, they're a ska band now. If you put the vinyl on, it can't rain all the time. Goes do 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 do. Can't rain all the time. <laughs> that was an excellent. I like the trumpet. <laughs> your your is that what's beatboxing but that's for uh, ska ska boxing? A... Thinking ska box. Oh my god, that was an excellent. <laughs> You should have a YouTube channel that's only ska boxing. <laughs> 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 <laughs>